0: Welcome to Death Readers, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 43 of Death Readers in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Do we have housekeeping? Yes. Okay, get Wait, to it. Wait, maybe. I don't know if we did. Yeah, you know, We don't have to be so rushed Calm down. It's only 75 pages.
1: Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Have housekeeping.
0: So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter series. I, for my first time, Rob has read them many times and he's here to help guide me through the process of understanding them, picking up some of the nuances and hipping me to them as we make our way through the books. This episode will uh, follow us through chapters 25, 26, and 27 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, we read these, the way the podcast work is we, we, uh, take notes on the page numbers as, as things catch our attention and we'd like to bring them up to each other. So if you would like to read along and follow along, you're more than welcome to. So without any further... You're really good at that. Without any further... Say the word that I'm not saying. Um, so I don't mispronounce it. Sprinkles? Yeah, without any further jimmies. Um
1: <laughs> I didn't know we had a fucking pastry chef in here.
0: Uh, without any further... ado, Yep. Uh, we're going to go to chapter 25.
1: The Beetle at Bay.
0: My first note is page 546. Okay. Is that me? Yeah. Well, at least Voldemort doesn't know Harry can see what he's doing. So in the, in the last chapter, we left it with the sort of idea that Harry was, wanted to learn the oculomency so that he could keep Voldemort out because he, he thought maybe Voldemort could figure out that he could, they could go in reverse. Right. That Voldemort could see through Harry if he knew Harry could see through him. Mm-hmm. Well, now we kind of know that, and they thought, I, I think we left the, the last chapter with, with worry about Voldemort feeling excited mm-hmm. about that being potentially wise because he figured it out. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. And
0: so now we know that's that not he, why he was it wasn't happy. why he was happy no. at all. He was happy because of the 10, presumably happy because the 10 Death Eaters were escaped from. They sure uh, were. Hogwarts. No. Where were they? Oh, Azkaban. 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 In the uh, North Sea. Yeah. So that was a, I just thought that, that was a nice, very, no, no, not much of a cliffhanger. We had a cliffhanger no. and then there was, there was
1: like, oh, nope, never mind. Had we just been reading, it would yeah. have been yeah. revealed right away. But it's, I, I actually had to go back a page. I'm like, what? What? Oh, Okay. Right. Because it opens with a, an answer to your question. Right. What's my question?
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when Harry has his next real vivid vision, but it was another one of those, like, he's right in Voldemort's eyes. He can see exactly what he's, what he's doing.
1: Um, in Voldemort's eyes.
0: So hopefully that doesn't uh, come back to bite him. Mm. Uh, my next note is page 553.
1: 547. Then that's you. Uh, I had to go back and look at the references to the... Devil's Snare.
0: The The plants. The plant? uh,
1: first I thought, though, because when they first arrived at the hospital, there's the old, the old wizard on 486 saying, I'm here to see Broderick Bode. But he could have just been a father. We don't know about that dude. Right. Uh, but 512, rather ugly plant with long swing tentacles right there on his bedside table. They all saw it and they all did nothing.
0: They did nothing. Nothing.
1: They're complicit in his death. Are you a witch or not? Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. Five forty-eight. Witchin. I hate it when she does that. Runs off oh, without explaining. Off? No, I thought it was a good. Um, I know I do this a lot. Kind of self-awareness.
0: Oh, you mean uh, J.K. Yeah,
1: J.K. Rowling. Right,
0: recognizing right. this is how I pad the book. Right,
1: <laughs> as if it needs it. <laughs> I've actually got a note on that, but oh, good. But we're not there yet. Five fifty-three. Uh five fifty-three. Okay, you you first. Mine's
0: probably not yours, so okay. I'm gonna. i I think it's fine. So if you, this is something that's always bothered me since, it's always bothered me since the first time I saw Return of the Jedi. okay. And I think it must be a British thing. So, if you redouble your efforts, does that mean you quadrupled your original amount of effort? I googled redouble, and I know that it just means you know, fuck it, this is technically a new word alert. (laughs) So uh, redouble just means to double, but for some reason they have to say re in front of it as it, if you apply that they're doubling again.
1: What's that famous one that's not a word? Irregardless. Yeah. It, it feels like that.
0: But there's more in these chapters. There's a couple more times where they use "re" in front of a word that should just be the. word It was uh, "recapture" about the people from Hogwarts from uh, Azkaban that escaped.
1: Well, they've been captured once. I
0: knew, and that's what I justified it as. I was okay. like, okay, okay, this is fine because they had been captured before. Okay. But like, you could also just say we have to capture them, or capture them again. Recapture, capture again. It feels like it's the same thing. But... It is
1: a word I think, certainly government prop- propaganda should avoid because right. it's implying our ineptitude in the first place. Right. We will capture these bad guys. Here's what really bothers me about it.
0: I'll write words like that in my phone, like mm-hmm. reread, and it's like that's not a word. I'm like, yes, it is. I have read this before. I'm going to reread it, or like uh, edit That's mm-hmm. one of the worst ones, where it's just like oh, those e's shouldn't go next to each other. And I'm like, yes, they should. <laughs> so noticing redouble really struck me personally.
1: I think. I think. I think I, you're right. I wouldn't mind it if it was. A quadrupling of effort, exactly. But it's not. It's
0: not at all. It just means to double. Mm -hmm. Since, like I said, since I was a wee lad, and I saw that stupid Empire agent or officer, Imperial officer, say, "The Emperor coming here."
1: That's why he was like Jedi. I I forgot about that. Yeah, must be. Maybe it is a British thing. The
0: Emperor isn't as forgiving as I am.
1: That's an invader. That's your Vader. I
0: don't have a Vader. Okay.
1: There's
0: one man who has a Vader.
1: You gotta lift your
0: Sir James Earl Jones. You gotta
1: lift your Vader up. You gotta elevate. Vader.
0: <laughs> My hands are tied. I can't. I can't. I can't do anything with that. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> Then the right. guy says, we to double our efforts. Right. And he does it all quick like that. And yeah. it's like, What? Um, yeah, anyway. Maybe no, you redoubled his beach Hope so. For your sake, Admiral.
1: I don't remember Akbar being in that scene. <laughs>
0: all right, what's your 553?
1: Uh, Neville's having a private training montage.
0: He's the best around. Right?
1: Yeah. You see his little uh, his little Gryffindor tie tied around his head and just <gasps> on his face. It just, that's what occurred to me. Like, it would, we, you could do an entire movie from Neville's point of view and this would be the training montage. He
0: climbs the stairs up to the library at Hogwarts right into the restriction section and just dances around like yep. Rocky. He uh, is, you know, chopping a bunch of wood in the Forbidden Forest in the snow, tying it up to like a sled and uh, carting it around <laughs> like an ox. And Hagrid's like, Hagrid's just sitting there drinking hot, you know, coffee, like... Shaking his head like he's not. You can do it, Nev.
1: (laughs) So the closest I'm gonna get to a Burgess Meredith.
0: Cut me, cut me, Hag.
1: (laughs) Why is it always me? (laughs) Yo, Luna, (laughs) Luna. I'd watch Neville.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, It's a cool little montage.
1: In the sequel movie in thirty years, Goyle.
0: Wait, was that where Neville trains Goyle's son? Yeah. I've watched that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm into it. Uh, what's your next note? <laughs>
1: 565.
0: Mine's 561. Okay. Ooh. I'm surprised you don't have a note on this. Okay. Give it to me. The uh how do you feel Uh-oh. about the unsettling realness of the exchange with Cho when they were having coffee?
1: The whole like uh I mean it's what happens in relationships.
0: Right. Uh, I, don't understand. I It it was for me, it was one of those You open your
1: mouth, <laughs> shit goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself alone. That's what happens. Right. That's right. how life works. Yeah.
0: Um it felt one of those one of those moments where she just is like, she's really tuned in <laughs> to making things seem very relatable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially with the way she describes Harry's infatuation with Cho mm-hmm. throughout these chapters being like, you know, that thing. There's a line where she says, she writes that Harry suddenly noticed how suddenly had a feeling of a feeling of his arms were awkward at his side. Or yeah, like, that was great. I, yeah, did, I almost that, wrote that one down where he's walking and he's
1: like, oh my god, my arms are stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you've ever done acting, you'll have that feeling.
1: Or even just sometimes would be standing at the bus stop and all of a sudden you're like, oh, How am I standing? (laughs) Why am I... Oh, God. They're going to think I'm an idiot. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm putting too much weight on this foot. Right. They'll know.
1: uh, How far (laughs) out is his nonchalant arms hanging?
0: Would I be cool if I leaned like this or would I be stupid? Right. God damn it. I'm so uncomfortable in
1: my own body. I'm the literal worst. My stupid, stupid body.
0: Uh, Yeah, she did a great job Mm -hmm. of, of... just really capturing that.
1: And I like the little moments where the conversation flew because they took off. They're like,
0: "Oh yeah, we've got this in common. We can yeah, talk." Yeah, it's so and then it's so back good. To where you realize like, "Oh, we don't really have anything in common." I love it. She did such a good job there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have spent a lot of these podcasts really dogging her ability to write in these books, but she gets it here. She gets the thing she's going for in these moments, and it's it's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially the way where like she even goes back to it later when when Harry explaining what happened to Hermione, and Hermione's like, "Well." Okay, you did this wrong, and everything Cho did, while maybe not being rational, <laughs> is kind of expected right. in these ways. And she like captured like that aspect of it and the aspect of Harry also being kind of justified in being like, How am I supposed to know that?
1: Yeah, well, that I feel like I'm always justified in being like, How am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know that? I don't know. How are you? Right? I wasn't given a class. All right. on, on being human,
0: understanding women.
1: Oh, I was sure. We can narrow it down.
0: <laughs> oh, so you would feel safer if it was broader.
1: I feel like my problems aren't solely relegated to women.
0: Oh, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> my next no. Your your mine is a f- five sixty four. Okay. Is that still me? Yeah. Okay. This is about Harry finding Hagrid inside of the Hog's Head. Is that where they're meeting? Three Broomsticks?
1: Mm, Three Broomsticks. Taking advice from Sirius that private conversation should be held amongst a lot more people.
0: Right. So he goes and he he walks in he sees Hagrid there. And I just thought, after Hagrid leaves, I had this thought of like, hmm. Man, Hagrid sure is full of mystery and drama. Sounds like he's hiding something. What was it that Winnie the Pooh used to say? Oh, brother. (laughs) Eh? (laughs) Uh, uh, it'd have
1: to be a pretty big secret. A
0: pretty big secret, indeed. A giant secret.
1: Uh, something something. Crop.
0: Is that his name? Well, who knows? <laughs> All right. <gasps> Five sixty nine.
1: Audible wink. <laughs> we Should uh, find a,
0: one of those sounds from the movies. Where, Ching.
1: Yeah, those. I was going to.
0: How do I know unless I tell you? What can we talk about Cedric dying some other time? Like we don't have to talk about it now. We can just do it later. I mean, I, I've cried about it. Oh. I mean we
1: don't we don't need to do it right now. I can't I can't I can't I can't show right now. I'm I can't sorry. Can't show right now? I can't show right now.
0: You're getting all chowed up? Okay. I don't have it in me. Five sixty nine.
1: 565. Okay. The return of Hermione, the calculating badass. hmm
0: That's pretty much my note.
1: But, well, because it's 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 the next chapter, really, but I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just the setting up with a meeting. Yeah. I, I, I love the whole toying with a cocktail onion while being like, oh, no, actually... Just her, just her, everything Hermione here is fantastic. Hermione's like a
0: budding Bond villain. Yes, but she's like yes, the she Bond is. villain that hangs out with Bond. She's like she's that's great. Like, she's like Goldeneye, right? Yeah. She's like uh, Jean Bean, mm-hmm. who's like 008 or something like it's that.
1: Uh, double 006. 006.
0: Yeah. and then like betrays mm-hmm. Bond. That's what this is like. Is it's like, man, you really got to keep an eye on her because she will. Set you up,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I. That's actually my first note on the next chapter, twenty six, sure. which is
1: Ooh, um, seen and unforeseen.
0: Uh, so five eighty one is my
1: first note. Mine's five seventy six. Uh, but sort of a one off. So when we go to yours, and I can. Well, come back yeah, to it's mine. sort of the same thing. It's just um,
0: after they after they do the interview and they publish it, and Harry confronts Umbridge about it and he tells her like, I gave an interview uh, when I was in Hogsmeade and this is what we, you know, this is what it was. This is where it is. Yep. And she's like, you get detention now for a week. And, and Hermione walks away after the new decree is posted and Harry's like, what are you so happy about? And she's like, well, the best thing Umbridge could have done to get make sure everybody read your article was ban it. Mm-hmm. She's right. But it occurred to me that there's no acknowledgement that Harry's going to be tortured physically <laughs> for another full week of, of sitting in a room and having his hand carved into.
1: He's a casualty of war.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's but at this point in the in the book I feel like it either should stop <laughs> yeah. or you have to keep going back to those scenes to remind the audience that this is this is what detention means. Right. There's a brief little bit with Lee Jordan here where he goes to detention after bringing up the thing about how they can't talk about something. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, you can't talk about... You can't, can't about... scold the, bo- right. the, the Weasleys for right. doing stuff that isn't related to Defense Against the Dark Arts. And then he comes back with a bloody hand. And for some reason, he isn't telling anyone either. Right. You know, and like, Carrie's just like, use the, the essence of Murlap or whatever it was. And, and then the twins figure that out later. But again, at no point, they're like, holy shit, she's torturing kids. She's she's cor- capital, or was it? Corporal? punishment. Corporal punishment.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a better scene in the movie where someone's having to comfort like a really small, like a first year. Colin Creevy. is it? I don't know. Okay, I think that's in the movie. Maybe it's later in the book. I don't know, but but it, it seems like a lot more effective and a lot more remember.
0: Yeah, remember this but, is happening. But the question of this for me again becomes if it's that public where everybody knows it's happening, if it's an open secret essentially. Then why why aren't they going to Dumbledore about it? Why aren't they going to the Minister of Magic and saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, parents, writing a letter to my parents, you know what's happening here at Hogwarts?" Right. None of that.
1: Nobody is. Yeah. Nobody
0: is, and it ha- it's, it seems so pervasive that you'd ex- I would expect someone if someone's going to tattle on the DA, I feel like someone would have tattled far sooner mm-hmm. on the torture of children. Right. I mean, we're not talking about the Catholics here, famously kept under wrapped under wraps, you know, child abuse for decades in institutions is that a thing look like churches huh yeah and you know maybe that's what would happen is the kids go tell their parents and they go i don't believe you You just want attention and they say no look i have scars and they're like i still don't believe you why would you why would you bring shame into my house like this yeah it's unrealistic is what i'm saying
1: <laughs> back to 576 Umbridge slowly turning in the stands with their creepy big-ass frog grin at Harry. That always creeped me out. <laughs> not the way you just did it. That was comical. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I always get, like, a creepy Momo vibe from her there.
0: Momo? Yeah, Momo. Yeah, yeah, that thing from the internet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That creepy Shelley Duvall bird woman. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, not, it's not pleasant. No, it's not pleasant. No. Although I did look... Um, one million momos URL is up for grabs if anyone wants it. Awesome. Um, just, you know, in case you wanted a website, uh, pretty close to One Million Moms. The famously conservative Christian group that hates Harry Potter, amongst other things, I'm sure. Uh,
0: 583? Yeah, what? I understand that Cho has suffered trauma. Mm. But uh, she's a basket case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give me your example, because I'm not...
0: This is, I think, the moment where she has made up with Harry, and she walks up to him and like, grabs his hand as they're walking to class. She goes, I read your article in the Quibbler. It made me cry. <laughs> and I was just thinking, what? <laughs> what doesn't make you cry, Joe? <laughs> Am I allowed to say anything? Because I, I feel like if I say, I, 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 talk, I gave an article, give an interview to the Quibbler and you're in tears. Uh, I ask you to not talk about your dead boyfriend that I saw die and you're in tears. Um, I kiss you and you're crying. <laughs> like, what? Can I have like a Venn diagram of the things that make Cho cry and the things I do? <laughs>
1: it's a circle.
0: Yeah. It's a straight circle. Because <laughs> if there's anything outside <laughs> that I do that doesn't make you cry, I want to know explicitly what it is. So if you could have that to me
1: by okay. tomorrow. that sounds like the response of a boy. A, I would sure. expect nothing else. Sorry, Hermione. I will... Have, thank you. Thank you! Yes! Take that, Ron. Piece of shit.
0: I was like, hold on. Ron is getting totally dumped on in these chapters. He has nothing to do except suck. Every time there's a line that says Ron says something, it's more. It's often in the middle of Hermione saying "Shut up, Ron," which she says frequently there in these some, chapters. There's some
1: serious "Shut up, Ron"s in this one. Where, where
0: he, where she says Voldemort saying, and she goes, "Stop, Ron, stop whining." And then no, she,
1: he gets a straight "Shut up."
0: That's all he does. Yeah. In in these chapters Absolutely. is just be there to be like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say, as much as your response was stereotypically male and small-brained,
0: masculine and strong. But, uh,
1: Um, floppy and overcompensating. Um, (laughs) Triumphant. mm, Oh. Celebrated. It does raise the question, there's no therapist in residence at Hogwarts? For all the mental, physical trauma, there's got me would think they would have, hey, you're coming from the muggle world, get ready for excessive exposure to the nether hells ready for blast ended scroots exactly um curses that will make lobsters crawl out of your nose or some shit like that uh you'd think they'd have a you need to go see dr cronenberg
0: (laughs) yeah or or like you know trelawney must be the closest they have except the nurse but like she's a basket case too madam
1: pomfrey i don't think it's just what i'm, I'm I'll cure the shit growing out of your ears but i'm not gonna talk to you about your feelings get the fuck out of here yeah i don't maybe I don't, a portrait
0: i don't maybe a portrait but i, I can't be everyone's of anybody... got, there's
1: a portrait and everyone's like oh listen that's what i'm here for moaning
0: myrtles like definitely not an option no.
1: no that would be bad there's a it's a severe oversight yeah maybe you can't operate in the grounds of hogwarts and you can't uh talk about your feelings
0: no you can't grow <laughs> that's not true
1: it might be have you read these
0: books People grow in these books.
1: Shut up! You're making a joke. Up, you're making a joke.
0: Say it in Italian. No. Okay. Was that Yo.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's about a guy. Five ninety eight. Go for
0: it. You
1: know, five ninety eight.
0: A... Wait, 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 wait. Okay.
1: Oh no, I do have five ninety seven. I'm sorry. Five ninety seven. It's no, my it's fault. you. Go for it. Weird. Why does Dumbledore want Trelawney to stay so bad? Huh. Okay, that's it. I
0: don't know why.
1: Oh, I wonder if it will be answered.
0: Five ninety eight. Okay. You know, it's just getting more and more difficult to criticize these books. You know, they they do appear to be improving. Oh yeah. But I think it's a little odd to improve around six hundred pages into the fifth book. Doesn't really speak well to the health of the entire series, but uh this book is a slog and a half. But these chapters are kinda of fun. So yeah. Enjoyable and have it got some pep.
1: It do have some pep. I enjoyed them. Well, I, the entire article in the Quibbler arc is one of my favorites in Harry Potter. in it's execution, it's setup, it's loop holiness, getting around Umbridge, really sticking it to her.
0: I wish there was a little bit more acknowledgement about how you were definitely going to get in trouble for doing this, Harry.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I hear ahead it. Ahead of time. Like, there was no, like. But then again, maybe she felt like she'd written enough about torturing of children. She
0: didn't, though. <laughs> But, I mean, like, Harry, there's no point where Harry said, Hey, Hermione, um, I'm all forgetting my story out there. But you know what has happened to me, like, every week for the last six months? Um, I've been having to carve some words into my back of my hand. I'm really tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) Really tired of it. Uh, I feel like this is exactly what will happen again if I give an interview like this. And even if Hermione said something like, yeah, dude, but uh, let's say you sacrifice your, the back of your hand so that nobody else ends up like Neville's parents.
1: I mean, that would be, that'd be a good scene. Or your parents. I would actually point out, I don't feel like, other than maybe a couple of um, cast-off comments here and there, that Hermione's properly acknowledged what's happening to Harry. She offered him the Mertlap, so she right, knows, right. but that scene's never written. Right? We had Ron discovering it and being like, right. what the but right. we've never had that moment from Hermione.
0: Every character who learns about it should have that same... There should be a chapter for each of them. Right. Being like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then all of them culminating in like, we're going to tell a professor about this. Right. Even if it's Snape. Right. Even if they just go to Snape and say, Snape, this is happening. And then he goes, 10 points from Gryffindor for tattling. And then like gives them some essence of Murlap. Something like that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems... It, it paints... It, it's a little too devicey? Before. No, we... No, it's worse than that. Okay, it's that thing. It kind of takes me back to the Catholic thing. It takes me back to this idea of children getting instructions. Maybe, maybe it's not the right word, but getting a template for adults not believing you're being hurt.
1: Oh, okay. It's that big bird thing. The big bird, Snuffleupagus thing. Right, right.
0: Where you're, you're like.
1: So you don't even think this should be in the book this way. No. Because children are reading this. Yes. And thinking. I, I think. Because there are, I've remarked on this for a long time. I think even since I was that age, reading books where a kid gets powers, has a magical adventure. Don't tell the adults. It's the first thing we do so is right. we don't tell the adults. Right. And I was why? Right. You have the strength of whatever now and can do whatever the hell you want. You literally can't be stopped. Tell the adults. Tell it. Why? Why are you not telling? I don't, other than it's a crappy device, but it also, like you say, helps perpetuate this. Idea, um, not- culture, notion? culture of secrecy.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, uh, narratively, I get why they'd want to do it because it's like, well, right. if, if you go, if you tell adults, then you go down like an ET path, right, where it becomes all about like everyone freaking out and like.
1: Oh, It's not the story you necessarily want. No, but sure. like,
0: like it's hard to tell a story about a, a child superhero when their parents are, you know, freaking out about it. Sure, in, and that's I don't know. I guess, but I, I still think that like. Uh, it it occurs to me that it 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 it's, it perpetuates like you were saying that culture of secrecy or this notion that uh, if something bad happens to you, adults won't listen, mm-hmm. or adults won't they they'll they'll be closed off to you or something, or there's reasons you shouldn't trust adults when it comes to sharing with them ways you're being hurt. And mm-hmm. I, I specifically, when it comes to something like sexual assault or, or molestation, uh, it bothers me to think about it in that context, mm-hmm. uh, and it. It bothers me to think about it being a thing that, you know, there's no way to know no kid read this and was like, this is exactly what, like, what I'm going through. I'm being hurt. Pregnant. Or worse, I mean.
1: this is exactly what I can expect if I were to tell, so I just Oh,
0: point. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes me feel bad. And I'm not, I'm not really trying to say that, you know, J.K. Rowling should oh, have no. to, like, hold, she should have to be, she should be held to the standard for influencing these kids. I'm not saying, more than like, anybody else no. who's ever
1: written children's book.
0: Fair. But, but then, again, that's a small number of people, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. And they kind of hold, like, uh, especially when they're this popular and they're this, you know, well-read. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of responsibility you yeah, should hard. at least acknowledge. Um, once you become a person who's, who influences generations of children, you got to take some responsibility for how you've influenced them. And that goes both ways, uh, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not crazy to say, this reminds me a lot of the Snuffleupagus thing. Sure and that that like sesame street did it correctly. Yes, absolutely. Uh and I have and I'm hope maybe do you want do you
1: want to talk about that since we talked about it off mic?
0: Oh, we, I thought we talked about it on the episode. No,
1: no cuz uh no cuz I told you the story as I was packing up.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, we should go for it. Tell um, okay,
1: yeah, you go for it. As far as I cuz well, you had watched the episode or a clip of the episode where Big Bird where yeah. Snuffleupagus was revealed to be real.
0: So there yeah, there's an episode of 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 Sesame Street where Big Bird finally gets snuffleupagus in a location and he gets like elmo to distract him so that he can't leave mm-hmm. so that when everybody else shows up they'll they'll be able to see him and, and big bird has to go somewhere else to get all the other adults specifically adults mm-hmm. and humans to show up so they can see snuffy and he's terrified because every time he's tried to do this snuffy's not been there famously and they, I mean, famously. it was a running it's, gag it's for his, his decades
1: yes and uh and, and, well, I remember you remarking, like, it was it was weird how much they focus on Big Bird, like, rubbing their faces in it and, like, doing yes. a, like, a little dance, yeah, maybe, he, or singing. He, uh... he gets them
0: all over there, and then they all, like, sort of stare gaped at Snuffy, because they're, like, I, they're essentially like, I can't believe it's real. And then there's this this moment where he's jumping up and down and screaming about, like, like he's triumphant. Like, I did it. I showed you. haha, ha I was right. You didn't believe me, but he's there. You can't deny it now. And there's a couple moments where a couple of the characters acknowledge, like, actually, Big Bird, you know you did bring this up to me. And... I, uh, I I believed you. I actually did believe you. And then this, some other people said, you know, Big Bird. It was really hard for me to believe you because of this. And mm-hmm. and it's it was odd. Like I, ha, not having the context, we will get to in a second. <laughs> right. Uh, I it was odd watching that. I don't remember why I watched it. It was odd watching it because it felt like this all feels so deliberate. Mm-hmm. This all feels so calculated and specific. And I was just like, that just seems so weird. And they're focusing so much on all the people's reactions and the individual reactions and faces and everything. It's weird. And then we were talking and, about that.
1: And I, and I was able to say, well, you know why they did that is because around that time, there was a huge scandal uh in a preschool, not unlike a Catholic, the Catholic scandal, where children weren't being believed. And that's horrible. And the producers of Sesame Street went, oh, shit, this is analogous to Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Are we perpetuating this? We can't do that. We have to make it. So if you say something, adults will believe you. And so they had to change the narrative and they had to have this big rub your faces in it moment for kids to try right. to, I'm not saying undo damage, but.
0: Provide an opportunity. Pr- provided, yeah.
1: yeah. Provide at least an alternate uh, exp- not explanation, a uh, method of behavior.
0: Yeah. Give the kids maybe some some uh, indirect hope. Yeah. That if you were a kid who's without saying uh, indirectly, so you're not saying it overtly, but just sure. like if you, you know. You really should continue to persist in telling adults things mm-hmm. because it's important. It's important, and they can help you. In yeah. Or maybe not. If they can help you this not of, because this situation in Snuffleupagus isn't a fucking molester or something. But even you, like as that. a child,
1: can bring something to an adult's attention that they didn't know before.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I have strong doubts that this is happening in this in this book series that that will no. happen. Same with the slavery thing. It's just this huge awful thing that happens that there's no explanation for and there's no acknowledgement that it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that it's, you know, it's just fantasy and all that, but I, I there's no age limits for these books. And uh, I, I imagine kids aren't reading them as they age. I think your daughter, or you, did you do that? Or did you do everything?
1: We staggered it slightly, but I still started it, you know, when she was like six or seven. Sure. 9, 11.
0: Right, but like... I imagine that there's some people who start even earlier and they sure. just oh, go through yeah. and then these these lessons I mean that's the thing about your fucking brain is that it's not they be it's hard to predict how they'll behave how brains will interpret information and input and mm-hmm. it's hard to say that every person who has ever read Harry Potter has always understood that they should tell someone if they're being molested right because it's just not possible that that's the case and it occurs to me that maybe we're reading too much into it because of the Snohalepagus thing because we did have that conversation and it did occur to me that this is analogous to that. Sure. Um, But, you know, I I feel like it belongs in the conversation about the potentially uh, haphazard, unhappy accident of these books that some of these behaviors and things are enforced. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I feel like that's worth uh, acknowledging and bringing up.
1: Are we? I'm done with that chapter. Yeah. I too am <sighs> done with that chapter.
0: That brings us to chapter 27.
1: The Centaur and the Snake.
0: My page number is 599. Me too. Um, maybe you should go.
1: I'm going to go first. I got two 599, so I'm going to both go first. Everyone knows Hermione likes centaurs, it seems, was the first thing I wrote. Mm-hmm. And then Hermione starts saying, Oh, I don't like horses. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm thinking, in the second note, the lady protests too much.
0: But then also, Mm -hmm. uh, Parvati says, he's not a horse. He's a centaur.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's basically my note. I think Hermione is kicking herself that she dropped that class.
0: (laughs) Um, My note was, whoa, does Parvati know Hermione has a thing for (laughs) centaurs, Or rather, the other way around? Centaurs have
1: a thing. No, 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 no. Do not, do not finish that sentence. Do not. I'll open-handed smack you across the face.
0: Arrest my (laughs) case.
1: Well, I've got more witnesses. Uh, Um...
0: For Hermione. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the face. Um, so, I, I, have to question, I, I have to ask you, I I was gonna go somewhere did else you that.
0: know that was going to happen when we read that scene in the second book?
1: No. I, I didn't remember that, no. You didn't remember that? No.
0: Fucking weird. <laughs> That's real weird to me. That feels like it was deliberate. Yeah. Like, I, like you picked up on something that in the second book... It was the second book,
1: right? First book. First book, first book is when, when they meet mm, friends the first time.
0: Um, no,
1: that's just her. She's Going, just so young. But it, again, do we have to go over this every single time? I'm not saying she's having wild and ribald fantasies, all a big mouth. I'm saying she's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I'm oh. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. My, is. Oh, my. Uh, Hormones my just turned on.
0: My glowworm. You bastard. It's just, I love my little glowworm. No. Not like that at all? Shush. I'm just saying, if you brought up Big Mouth,
1: I was, I was bringing up the 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 you Nathan up- Philly and horse relationship. <laughs> I guess I'm not making my case. Directly related to the glowworm. Okay.
0: <sighs> so you're saying it is like that?
1: I'm not saying it's not unlike that.
0: Good. Okay. <laughs> so she's just so young. I mean, I, I, I guess everyone's awakening happens when it happens. Yeah. It's fine. It just feels icky. But it's a,
1: um, it's a one-way street.
0: Okay. Like you can't unring a bell, kind of thing.
1: No. 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 No.
0: I, what I mean is you can't you can't be sexually saying, awakened and then somehow go back to sexually asleep.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying it's Hermione viewing the world in a new way. Nobody viewing Hermione in any way. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I've been saying for the past forty some episodes.
0: Fine, that sounds great. Except, oh God, what? That Hermione isn't reading the book. <laughs>
1: Okay. We're
0: outside the book, reading the book about Hermione having this experience, and that feels weird. That makes me feel like a voyeur, and that feels icky. A, voy- a voyeur about a, 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 how 11-year-old? Okay. That feels icky. That's the part when I say it's icky. That's the part I'm talking about. I'm not talking about how icky for a person to come of age or anything like that. I'm saying, as the reader of this book, it feels gross.
1: I didn't feel voyeuristic, though, because... Maybe not for you. Well...
0: Because you alerted me to this idea and then I felt really gross. <laughs> but you have to, but voyeuristic implies some sort of. She doesn't know we're reading. Like we have secrecy from the, from the characters. She has no idea.
1: That I don't know. The, by, by agreeing to be a character in the book, I feel like it's implicit that she knows that she's a character. She hasn't
0: agreed to be a character you in the book. You don't know that?
1: She, how could
0: she? She would have to have a foreknowledge of the idea of the existence we of the We don't book. know the characters. She's not Deadpool. We
1: don't know the characters don't have that on some level.
0: We don't know that they do, unless it's explicitly said a la Deadpool. If, they, if it's not explicitly said, you have to kind of assume it isn't said. Or now isn't we're in a case.
1: weird Tom Stoppard, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern are dead area. What is existence, and what is existence when you are a part of something else?
0: No, it's the same as us. Like, let's say we, it's, that, it's that idea of the, uh, like, we're a part of some sort of video game simulation, sure. that's our world. We don't know. No. So we could be, but we don't know. I always
1: assume I am. That's why I constantly break the fourth wall. That's not where the camera is, Rob. The camera's over there. That's not where. You, that's not where. That's where my camera is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just doesn't work. Audio. <laughs> no, it it doesn't. The. Uh, that's that's the part that's icky for me. Is that feeling? I can
1: I can I can sympathize. Right. With your icky.
0: Anyway. Um, yep. Yeah, Hermione likes Horseman.
1: horsemen. That's just, that's just the, uh, I mean, th- I, come on. It's, it's been there since book one and I'm not talking about the forbidden forest.
0: What part has been there since book one?
1: The guy she likes. Wrong? Ron Weasley. Oh, who did he want to be in the chess game? The knight. Which is represented by?
0: A horseman. There you go.
1: It's fucking since the beginning.
0: I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not arguing that it. she doesn't have a thing for centaurs. I'm arguing that it's icky to think, to think about it. Don't think about it. That's <laughs> all we've been doing for the last ten minutes is thinking about it. It's icky. Uh, I mean... It's icky. Well... Like, it's icky. it's icky when Harry says kissing Cho was wet. It's icky. <laughs> I mean, it's only icky if you
1: take it to all the possible lurid extremes. Don't.
0: No, I, I'm not, it's not not even the part that feels icky. The part about feeling even... Even exposed to these characters' intimate feelings like that at all feels okay. Like,
1: yeah. okay. So, so, so you, you don't like reading at all in general because you're always exposed to characters.
0: For these children feelings. is the thing. There, I'm having a hard time separating the fact that these are children okay. from their awakenings, and having what feels like secret knowledge about these characters' experiences. I see. That's the part that feels icky. And knowing how you know inception of ideas works. Mm-hmm. It comes from somewhere. Okay. This is somebody's real story or something close to it. Gotcha. That is in this book. Mm -hmm. It feels icky. I was watching this interview with, um, uh, it was like a compilation of interviews with Chuck Palahniuk on Joe Rogan's show, and he was talking about how he uh, had this story in a book or he did a reading of this story that wasn't his story. It was a friend of his story. About something sexual and, and probably really embarrassing. And he didn't say the guy's name. But he told the whole story and, and just went for it and told everything. And the guy was there at the reading. And he basically says, like, we haven't talked since. And it, that's what this reminds me of. Is It reminds me of there's probably a somebody out there who had an experience kind of like that. And it feels icky to think about having exposure to it. Um, especially especially considering that they were this young and I'm not hearing it from that person explicitly like if it was a memoir that said I went through this experience and I'm openly sharing it with you there's a there's a consent there there when it's done in in narrative fiction with like fictional characters that are like their stories are being borrowed from potentially ideas or real stories that have been real people that mm-hmm. feels icky I,
1: I, but I, I mean I just don't see this specific thing as icky because I'm talking about the genesis of desire, not—that's
0: not the part that makes me feel. Icky. I know it's, it's, the, it's the it's the knowing about it, it's but that's the exper- all. It's fiction exposure. is
1: exposure to people's secrets, secret narratives while they're reacting in other way. But, but not all narratives is, is
0: about the those awakenings of sexual desires in children. That's the part that feels icky, man. Like <laughs> I—that's I, that's, that's... I,
1: I I can't not make it feel icky for you.
0: I know, and that's fine. It just. I feel like it's worth acknowledging that that is a thing in these books. Sure. Absolutely. Because um, I, I, I agree, we're not reading too much into it. Right. Like, it's supposed to be there. Right. Uh, and the choice that the author makes to put it in there is <laughs> icky. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my next note is uh, 601. Dean, you ignorant slut. <laughs>
1: I always, I always appreciate a good Dan Jane curtain pull. What's uh, what's happening there?
0: Of course, Hagrid didn't breed centaurs.
1: In that the Forbidden was Forest. yeah. That
0: was Hermione.
1: <laughs> I don't care for that face at all.
0: <laughs> On a serious note, about that note, that of course, Hagrid didn't breed centaurs. Yeah. Uh, it, again, it was one of those moments that felt too real,
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the idea of <laughs> uh, oh, it felt like, if you've ever watched this happen, because this isn't, <laughs> make it clear, this never happened to me. <laughs> but I've seen it enough uh, shown in stories and things like that. Represented. Like, represented. This idea of, can I touch your hair? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like. This felt like one of those really bad... We are from two different cultures, no, or, I, or thing.
1: I completely agree with you, right? I'm wondering, and I wondered this at the time, and I wasn't sure I was going to bring it up, but night you since you specifically right. augured in on this. Wondered is she also on purpose using a black character to ask that question? Because Dean is Dean Thomas, Dean is black.
0: Oh, I didn't know that, yeah okay. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Of the five kids in Harry's year, Harry, Ron, Neville, Seamus, Dean, it's the black kid. I was just wondering if, if she was...
0: Making that specific notion?
1: Making that specific notion of him <sighs> asking that question of the horse, whereas... I, mean,
0: I feel like that would defuse it if that was the case. I feel like it would be much more poignant and appropriate if it was a white character doing it. Because then the, the analogy would be much more clear. Like if it was Seamus that said it. Um.
1: Well, I'm trying to think. Um, Really badly handled versions of this. There was a TV show, Alien Nation. And there was a scene in that show where a whole bunch of people were ganging up, kind of starting to become a, a mob against one of the alien characters. And the cop who looks like Mick Jagger came in and broke it all up and started yelling at everybody and turned to the black person and was like, "And shouldn't and you should not be doing this," as in, "You should know what this is like." Right, right. And that's kind of the thing. I was the vibe. Oh, okay. I was wondering if maybe using know. Dean to ask this question.
0: Maybe I don't know. I didn't think about it. I don't. I don't know. Um, but I'm glad to know that you also see the thing I saw. In yeah, it. absolutely. Um, that that is that especially the slow head turn. Like where, what's the name of the centaur? Uh
1: Ferenz. Ferenz just sort Wait, of looks Ferenz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: He just sort of looks over and goes, No. <laughs> we are not some sort of like curiosity or I don't remember exactly what he says, but something about not being like a plaything for humans. Um I also like it and then he just goes off basically being like, Humans don't know shit and neither do centaurs. Yeah, no, Ferenz is a cool character. <laughs> it was it was really fun to, to see that. Um I also liked it because it was very, I, I wish there was more in these stories where somebody came out and said, y'all are y'all are full of shit, you're not that all that important, not everything revolves around you guys. Right. <laughs> like, the, if we're going to talk about reading the stars, you know what the stars don't give a fuck about? <laughs> Hogwarts. This tiny speck on this tiny speck of a planet in an infinite ocean of specks. Right. You fucking twits. Like, come on. Anyway. That was my last note.
1: That was your last note? My last note. Okay, I got a couple more. Mine do not begin until we get into Dumbledore's office. Let's get there. Let's get there. We are now in Dumbledore's office. Uh, They've they've broken. They've scattered from the room of requirements. Hold on. Before we go to Dumbledore's office,
0: why do you think that Seamus got invited to the DA on this last uh, training day? Why do you think they expanded?
1: Had they expanded? Or had he just used that moment to say, I believe you now too? No, no, he, no, Sheamus no, 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 no,
0: no, no, that was a two different scenes. Okay, okay. The scene where Seamus says, I believe you now, too, is after he read The Quibbler. Okay. The, the last uh, DA meeting before mm-hmm. they sp- scatter, before Dobby comes in to tell them that Umbridge is on her way, they mention that this is Dean's first day in the DA. He's, he's newly added to the DA. And it occurs hmm. to me, like, why did they, I mean, not like why, but like, did he sign the paper? Did he, right. like, what kind of initiation is there for new members? They never explain, like, any of that. Not that yeah, it has that to is, happen. That but is it, weird, though. But you just think that, like, it seems a little risky to open your ranks after you take such a solemn vow sure. of secrecy. Um, even if it's someone you basically trust, like Seamus. You've had good relationships for four years. except this one year where your bad dog is mom. Right. Did that strike you in any other, no, in other way? No, I didn't
1: pick up on it at all. And that was pretty much where... I paused my reading from yesterday to today right. in those two sections of the chapter, so that it's probably why I missed it. So no, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't
0: either. Including... It just occurred to me now that you were talking. Would, would Other you...
1: than now that Seamus is accepting of Harry, they want to everyone right. back together. Right.
0: right. That's that's probably more it. But still, I would think it would be considering how you know verbose she is. Sure. You'd, you'd expect that to be three pages explaining the nuance of how we have to amend the rule book. Anyway,
1: okay. Dumbledore's office. Dumbledore's office. Harry and Hermione are in there. Everyone's in there. Marietta Edgecombe comes in, and now we can say, "Do not fuck with Hermione Granger."
0: Hermione's not in there, isn't she? No.
1: All right. We can still say, "Do not fuck with Hermione Granger."
0: Yes. Because is Hermione the... in there? And I don't no, know. No, she's so... not. Okay. You're right.
1: I was just she's assuming She's not there like was... an
0: invisibility cloak or no. anything.
1: Okay. No. 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 I'm not. I'm not dropping something. I forgot. Okay. For some reason, I had her there too.
0: No. Just,
1: Umbridge just got hairy. Harry, right. But, anyways, point do is, we now see what the hex on the sheet was. Sneak. In big purple pustules that probably can't be popped. They're unpoppable purple pustules.
0: Pity. Sneak. Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck with her.
1: Yeah, do you not. Know, she's, she's. I like the Bond villain analogy. Yeah, she
0: is, like, specifically 006, though, like that one you oh, thought was is, your uh, brother.
1: 614. Uh, Regurgitating toilet payoff. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary, I thought yeah. I mean I mean she certainly talked about it enough that it definitely uh is equivalent to a payoff yeah. but i didn't didn't need the setup didn't need the payoff didn't need to know that Wally right. Wittershins was wrapped up in bandages and got off from all the crioking toilets, and that's the that's the payoff to that more like
0: more like shit on shins' because it's up to his knees.
1: Uh, 616, that's where Salty McGonagall comes into it, because she's being super snappish about... Is that a No. Let me give you a Salty McGonagall. <laughs> I'd try a Salty McGonagall. Ugh. Yeah. Um, sure, it's a scotch-based cocktail. Oh, I was
0: assuming you had to trim your fingernails first.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, no, her, uh, well, usually, Dolores, when someone shakes their head, et cetera. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. I okay. mean, she's been salty many times before. Yeah,
0: you just like it. Oh, it's, savor it's, the salt. Yeah, salted caramel. Yeah, that
1: umami. Umami. Uh, yeah. Six sixteen. Sigh. And I actually wrote sigh. You'll see you sigh. You did. Yeah. I see that says sigh. Sigh. Proof that if Harry had mentioned his damn torture detentions, this book would be shorter by four hundred pages. Because when she shakes Marietta and Dumbledore loses his shit, yeah. you're like, yeah, exactly. She would be gone. Right. She might have disappeared in the night, right, gone. Right. This book would be so much shorter.
0: But it's not. Harry doesn't even make that realization at all. No. There's no acknowledgement that it was. That uh, this whole hand torture thing is is it's, it's l- literally cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fun visual. Sure. It's it's it shows how evil she is. But what about everything else about it that's wrong? <laughs> I. I just continues to go to the whole Staphalopagus thing. Yes, yeah. If, maybe that's, a, but again, if acknowledge it. Acknowledge the part where Harry just says to someone, hey, you know, if we had told Dumbledore all of this would have ended.
1: Yeah. But we have, you and I and have it to make like that It seems like it would be a really good um, medium for even like a later book to have someone take him aside and kind of yell at him like why the hell didn't you tell us about this
0: right. we, right.
1: we could have done so much to help you out Serious you should not have had to deal with this or on or your own or something somebody and it never comes up Flint in that sense even? other than like he'll you know show off the scars and be like oh must not tell lies like a, like it's a badass moment and hate love must not tell lies <laughs> <laughs> night of the potter good night of the hunter
0: i know I knew what you. Oh, God.
1: It's, it's a movie. It's Do You to spell
0: it out for the audience?
1: L U V H Long A T. It's, it's one of my favorite jokes in the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons because they only have three fingers. So it's L U V and long A on the. Hate. It's a good episode. That's what I'm saying. What about that tattoo on your chest? Doesn't it say die, bought die?
0: No, oh, it says D bought D. The. The D part D.
1: It's German for the boat, the.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's your next note? Ah, yes.
1: <laughs> 622. Looks like Umbridge finally read Hogwarts a history.
0: Because you can't apparate in the yeah. school? Or. You can't re- disappear dis- out of it. Dis- yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Why does it have to be disapparate? It sounds like you're unapparating, but aren't you apparating?
1: You only apparate when you arrive. You disapparate to leave. So if you pop out of existence, you've disapparated. But,
0: but, but okay, so when you disapparate from one location and you arrive in the other you location, apparate. you apparate yeah. it there. But it's all one action. Like it's, yeah, it's No, strange. you can't. You, you, no. That's how on, English works. Is it the same as leaving and going?
1: Yeah. Okay, fair or enough. Or there's another word um, that that's homonymously similar:
0: homoliminous?
1: Homoliminous. I believe emigrate and immigrate. Say what, again? Immigrate and immigrate, one okay. with an I, one with an E. One means to leave, and one, the other one means to move into the new country. Okay. So cool. I, I think it's along those lines. Okay. Yeah. So she did read it, though. Yeah. That, that, that's just my snarky little... <laughs> Harry won't even read it, but she did, because she knows that you can't operate inside the grounds. But of
0: course he can. Anyone can. He's the, uh, he's the headmaster.
1: Well, we just know he disappeared. We don't know that he disapparated.
0: I didn't like this scene in the movie. No. He does that weird like. Clap. YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> he makes the A. Yeah. And he goes Boop, or whatever with Fox. It looks dumb.
1: Um, Reshoot it is what I'm saying. Well, And also in the movie Kingsley gave the line about Dumbledore's got style and here it was Phineas Nigelis's portrait. I think it, it makes more sense coming from the portrait.
0: Yeah but the portrait's not in the movie really.
1: No it's not. Not at all. You don't mm-hmm. even have
0: that scene where he's like stay where you are. Is that in the movie? No, that's what I'm saying. It's not in the movie. Oh, okay. It's in the okay. book. Yeah. He's in, he's in the, the grim old place, and he's like, Dumbledore told you to stay. You weren't leaving, were you? Like a little bitch, Harry Potter, trying to fucking walk out of here with your tail between your legs, like some sort of, uh, you know, Welsh green or something. And Harry's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the fucking headmaster of Hogwarts.
1: That accent bitch. is all over the place. <laughs> they covered more regions than Mrs. Doubtfire's accent.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome.
1: That's it for my notes. That's it for my notes. I've that, got some words. I think
0: that brings us to our official new word alert.
1: New word alert. I have a lot. <laughs> I, I have two. So how do you want to do this? I think you should go first. Okay. Uh, I've got two words. One was in the books, and one was not. All right, go for it. I will start with the 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 word that was not, and how it actually came from a situation first, where I thought about it for a second. I'm like, there's a word for everything. I'm going to find out what the word is for this, and okay. that was right. Uh, we watched the State of the Union at work. Oof. Yeah, it was a, it was an oof, and afterwards, the Democrats had their response, and it was the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, was giving her. Uh, Democratic response to the State of the Union. And she said, Michiganians, mm-hmm. us Michiganians, or we Michiganians. And we all started talking about that because we needed some kind of diversion topic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, like, really? Michiganians? That's weird. And then we started, that led to other people of other places, Floridians, what have you. And so I wanted to find out if what's that called? What's the word for oh, okay. naming the place you're from? Um, and it was not a hard Google search. It, that word is demonym. Okay. Uh, demonym or gentilic is a word that identifies residents or natives of a particular place, usually derived from the name of that place or that of an ethnic group. As a subfield of anthrop. Wow, I missed that word. As a subfield of anthroponymy, the study of demonyms is called demonymy or demonomics. Wow. So that I was like, "That's a cool word." I like denim. Wow,
0: I usually I don't like denim jackets, but jeans are fine. And no. and and because of global warming, many demonyms get acid washed with the rain over many regions.
1: Are you done? <laughs> My other word. Was from the second chapter, the that we read today, the centaur and the snake, blinkered, okay, uh, which when he said blinkered and f- when when he Ferens mm-hmm. said blinkered and fettered, I thought I know fettered because that usually means chained up, but mm-hmm. blinkered seems like a weird word and it seems like a horsey word and I wonder if he's using a horsey a word used by humans to describe something about horses. In his description of humans, mm. which would be interesting because of how the, he would it'd have no where that word came. Yeah, it would be kind of a dig. So I looked it up. Sure enough, blinkered uh, of a horse wearing blinders. Oh, nice. So uh, I was on to him. Yeah, you also, were. there's a sub definition, having or showing a limited outlook, a small minded blinkered approach. But it was totally a equestrian dig.
0: All right. That sounds great. You ready for my new words? I sure am. All right, here we go. You ready?
1: Yep. Uh, how do you get your voice to do that every time?
0: Oh, practice.
1: <laughs> what is scenarist?
0: Yeah. It's a noun. It means a writer of scenarios. Oh. Interesting. Which is an interesting word because I think it means, I think the context it was used in essentially like, it's not really a writer. Sure. It's not really an author. No. But it's someone who like essentially is like a pitcher. Good. Like someone what says, if? Yeah. Like yeah, this yeah. is a scenario. Sure someone else do all the rest of the work
1: what if there was a young girl in the forbidden forest and a wayward centaur
0: as long as it's not a waylaid centaur (sighs) nay nay anyway how's that word uh here's another one picaresque
1: like picaresque picaresque
0: picaresque
1: What's picaresque?
0: It's an adjective meaning of or relating to rogues and rascals.
1: Really? Yep. Can I see it? That's a cool word. I thought so. I like that word. Where did you find that word?
0: Um probably in one of the Criterion Collection. Sure, sure. Booklets. I mean, that
1: sounds like something that would come from a booklet in a Criterion so, Collection. I don't
0: remember which that one. That is fine. It probably, it's
1: probably the 39 Steps.
0: It might have been 39 Steps. pretty sure it's
1: 39 Steps. It
0: might have been Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. From
1: what I know about the 39 Steps, I've never seen it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See it. Okay. I think it's really good. All right. I think you'd like it. Maybe I will. Ready?
1: Yep. Lesergic. Lesergic? I've heard it. I know I've, or I've read it, rather. I've never heard it, um, but I cannot.
0: This is why it makes me think it was from Fear and Loathing, because this one definitely is. Okay. Uh, and basically means psychedelic. It's an, ad, an, an adjective that means...
1: Oh, nothing. yeah. No, that's why I've heard it, because that's the L and LSD. hmm Right? Uh, lysergic something acid. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's totally what that is. Or, no, not acid, because it's not D. It's not LSA. But it's lysergic acid, something, right. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ready? Yep. Another one? Faraggo. Fraggle? Nope. Farago. Down nah, at Farrago Rock. Farago. Yeah.
0: Nope, not Fraggle. Dad your cares away.
1: Worries for another day. Let the Faragos play. Nope. Farago. Farago. No,
0: Farago. Farago. That's what I said, Farago. It means uh, the plural of...
1: I always liked Wembley.
0: It's, it's a confused mixture, mixture, like a hodgepodge. Like Fraggles. Is that, no. <laughs> they're,
1: confused, they're a hodgepodge.
0: No, you're, no, no. Oh, I know this one. I just looked it up differently.
1: So what's Farago?
0: I told you it was a hodgepodge. Oh, right, right. So I mean, it's just, it's just another word for right, that. Right, um, this is another word I looked up, and I. This is
1: a real Farago of words
0: today. I'm going to use this, well, I'm going to use the, the, uh, the text to speech, but none of these definitions are the definition I was looking for. Okay. So here you go. Ariel.
1: Isn't that a character from The Tempest?
0: Well, at least from the Little Mermaid, which is in the ocean where tempests do occur.
1: What's Little Mermaid? Uh, it's I'm touch kidding. Touch story. We're not about doing. This it. We're not doing that.
0: Tiny no. fish woman. Yeah, no, I got it.
1: <laughs> Ariel. What is it?
0: Um, well, it's a lot of different things. Basically, meaning either. Yes. Okay. Now um, it was from the book. I, yes. I actually
1: wondered if you were going to look that one up. I did. Okay. Um,
0: and, and there's a lot of, it's none of the definitions in the dictionary are how it was used in the book. Because it was
1: supposed to be like an antenna. Right? Exactly. Yeah, like okay. an antenna. Right. And,
0: and I Googled it and it was like, because I, I wasn't satisfied. I was like, none of these make sense. Sure. In, in this context. Sure enough, I guess it's like English slang, British slang for uh, antennas. So there you go.
1: What were your definitions though? Or...
0: Like football, like was one of them. Like an American football can be called an, like there's a there's a term for like how it was like, how American football is thrown as, as an aerial. Uh, I think it's more like if it doesn't la- if it goes too high and, and like goes away from the person who's uh, supposed to catch it, it's an aerial. Like, like it's uh,
1: yeah, okay, like a foul ball. Right, it's an aerial ball. Like, yeah, it's, okay. Yeah. Um, it's a condition, conditional right, right. definition. Sure. And there's
0: other ones that basically mean like any sort of flying object. Like an airplane is an aerial, or a helicopter sure. is an aerial. Things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Paroxysm.
1: Paroxysm, usually like 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 seizures, yeah. often of rage or uh, yeah. frustration, or just to go. Argh!
0: It's used in, in this, these chapters to describe Umbridge's grabbing of the yeah. pustule Face Girl. Yeah. A uh, fit attack, sudden increase, or reoccurrence of symptoms. hmm. Lastly, I
1: feel like I first read that book in a Stephen King book. I've Read that word in a Stephen King. Ah, that's a favorite of mine. Giving you vertigo. Yep. Yep. Having
0: vertigo. That's all my words for the new word alert.
1: I don't like heights. Wow. Well, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. Sometimes no, no, you no. need a running start. Sometimes you need a running start, okay? You can't just, I know it was, it was I know it was hold on. <laughs> Sean Connery Stewart. Yes. I was <laughs> aware. Exactly what I am aware. Say. Now that I've named it, I have to leave it in. But like I said, sometimes you just need a running start and I didn't get that.
0: I, I know what you mean. And it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it nearly as well as you do, but I understand that sometimes. I acknowledge it sometimes. that it failed.
1: Okay, is that what you wanted? No. You wanted to take me I, off my high horse? No, but sometimes. Show me I'm just a man?
0: Not a horseman. If um, You're definitely not Hermione's type. Um, no. What? No, I mean, no. You said high horse. I know. I'm just a man. I know. I'm sorry that you. I don't like where you've put me. In the saddle again?
1: I'd horse whip you if I had a horse.
0: Well, luckily for me, you only have a bullwhip.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nay. <laughs> no, no, you do. You do have a bullwhip.
1: They don't need to know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it makes me I sound you, clever. Did I tell
1: you how many, when I was trying to find, like, how to use bullwhip manuals, so many... Sexual treatises came. Oh, up. Oh yeah, I was expecting oh, I was that. So, I was not. I was. Like, I was
0: going to say, you mean dominatrix books? <laughs> yes. That's so all, That's many. how I was going to go.
1: Oh, I could not believe it. I was disheartened. I'm like, guys, disheartened, but rehardened.
0: right? Like redoubled.
1: Guys, I said, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many more uses for a bullwhip than gross sex play. Nah. Yeah, archaeology and fighting Nazis. No. Yes. No. 100%.
0: That's one instance versus thousands at least of other three instances. Three instances. Three instances versus thousands of amazing sexual experiences that involve bull
2: oh, <sighs> Not okay.
0: Why? Are you kink shaming?
1: Yes. Why? Because. That's who? Who do you think you are? Someone who lives high in a tower above everyone else. Some kind of superstar?
0: Yeah. See, that, for the people who are listening, that was a Spice Girls reference. If you got it,
1: Oh, that was a Mary Catherine Gallagher reference.
0: No, I would never. No. Spice I, Girls. If you got it, you know you got it. Spice Girls.
1: Girl Power. Not a Katy Perry reference? No. Okay. Gross. She's saying Spice something Girls. about Super All right. I'll I leave it to you. You watched Spice World as much as you watched Turbo, Power Rangers movie.
0: Never watched Turbo. Watched uh, Spice World a lot.
1: <laughs> okay, well, then you watched. The first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. A lot. Which had Ivan Ooze, yes, who was played not, by Belloc. not Turbo. Who was in a movie with a bullwhip. So I think I win. Which one's Belloc again? Um. See the
0: bad guy? Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? I, am That's the, I am but
1: the shadowy reflection of you.
0: That's Ivan Ooze? Yeah. I didn't know that. Now you're getting nasty. That's Blow it up! I'm going to have to watch that movie Blow again. it up! Do double feature. You want to
1: see this opened as much as I do.
0: I wonder how many people have done that double feature.
1: He's also uh, the priest with the machine guns and hot fuzz. I've,
0: I've only seen that once and I don't remember it. Oh, I love that movie. I should probably watch it again. It's the best of the Carnetto films. You're the second person who's recommended me seeing it again. So no,
1: I, I did not say. I never once said you should see it again. I'll said, redouble I my efforts it.
0: to watch Hot Fuzz. Hard
1: on. Is that what? No. <laughs> Hard upon?
0: Hard upon. Oh, we were talking about kink-shaming.
1: Stratford hard-on Avon.
0: No one's listening at this point. I know it. I know no. they've all turned it off and said, we're not going to download the Flip? next episode. Nope, it's over. This, this, this show is over. I thought this show couldn't get worse, is what our first our next Apple review will say. I thought this show couldn't get worse. <laughs> then I listened to episode <laughs> 43, and let me tell you, they devolve into an odd, weird mixture of movie references, horse sex puns, and, and kink-shaming. And I'm just... I think it's over for me. I think I'm done listening. <laughs> Finn. Finn. Well, that's. I think that'll bring us to the end of Death Readers. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers, and please discuss us extensively on Reddit.
1: Six fourteen.
0: It's not my fault that I said the same thing you said, but in a, in fewer words and grosser.
1: <laughs> It is entirely your fault. No, it's
0: your fault for not realizing it's the same thing and trying to take it out on me. (laughs) Like, I'm being extra gross. You were, because I was not. Okay.
1: You. (laughs) Okay, you and my subconscious are on my shit list. (laughs) You're both dicks.